Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of you that decided to tune into Ward on the Go. You are truly appreciated. I thank you. If you're a new listener, this podcast is all about young adults passionately finding their identity and purpose within the culture. If you tuned in before, I thank you for coming back. This is Ward on the Go. Former international United Miss New Jersey team. Okay, okay. And current Royal International Miss New Jersey team. She gives back to her community. She's a published model. She's only 19 years old. Doing her thing. Welcome to Ward on the Go, Alexis Busiolato. Did I say that right? No. I killed that. I know. I, look, look, we just practiced that, and I, I completely destroyed it. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank and, you uh, for having me. Of course, of course. I was thinking I'm going to do another uh, podcast that shows a woman of, of character, a woman that is about that life that's always on the go, and you're the first person I thought of. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course, of course, of course. So if you could just introduce yourself to the audience so that they know who you are and where you're from. So my name is Alexis Busolato. I'm 19 and I'm from Middlesex, New Jersey, born and raised in New Jersey. Okay, Jersey, Jersey in the house. <laughs> Jersey reference. So I started my pageant career at the age of 15 and I mainly started it because my mom thought it would be a good way for her and I to bond. That same year she was diagnosed with cancer. I'm sorry to hear that. She just thought it would be, you know, a cool way to bond together yeah. and just have some fun, make memories together. And I actually ended up winning the first pageant I ever competed what? in. What? Just like that? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I honestly wasn't even considering taking pageantry seriously or modeling into any type of consideration for my future. So when I won, it was like a blessing in disguise because it opened so many doors for me that I honestly never saw myself doing. From then, I gave up my title, and then I pursued so many more pageants and so many more modeling, going into modeling school, photo shoots, all of that. And then it just wrapped up and came into where I am today, and it came into my passion of pageantry and modeling. All right, so uh, first, it feels like you have done a lot more than most people your age. And how did you even find the time to really get into modeling? I don't know much about beauty pageants. I, I would think that, you know, from what I've seen in the movies and things like that, I, you know, it's usually a comedy. And, <laughs> and, and, but for you, it seems like um, it's more of a, um, like a leadership role for your community. Can you tell me more about it? Definitely. So as a title holder, this Royal International Miss New Jersey Team 2019, this is my third state title that I've held since okay. 15 years old. Oh. And almost it comes to me as a job. So I have a title and I must represent myself, the pageant community, mm -hmm. and my community. I must represent that all in one and to the best of my ability. So it comes to me as a job because I must, you know, volunteer work, volunteer within my community, do different things to help others and to promote myself as a pageant title holder. Okay. So I always try to use community service as well as my personal story and journey to inspire others. So as most people who follow me on social media, as most people know, my mother passed away August of 2017. And during the whole duration of 2017, I took the main part on caring for my mother. Mm. She was slowly... Um, losing her ability to walk, 
it was all coming very fast within between January and August. So it was basically on me to care for her and be a primary person to give her support. So when she passed away and lost her battle to cancer, I thought my dreams of continuing pageants and continuing, you know, my modeling career were over. I didn't see myself continuing it because who was going to help me? I was only 17 at the time. My dad was not a pageant dad. So I thought that my career and my dreams for doing that were over. But as I slowly grieved my mom and as I slowly came to accept the fact that she's no longer here, all that she has taught me and all that she instilled in me just suddenly hit me. And I said to myself, I cannot let my dreams go because my mom would not allow me to let them go. So I was able to continue my dreams and I was able to continue my career in pageantry and with my story, I inspire others to continuously follow their dreams no matter what circumstance they come across because that's just a trial that God is giving you. Yeah. So God is giving you that to see if are you really determined for your dreams? Do you really want these dreams? Are you fully committed? So the passing of my mom was extremely tragic in my life and in the lives of several other people, but it used that as a motivation for me to do even better and to do even more things than I had originally planned. Yeah. So I use that as one of the biggest motivations, and I still do. Everything I do, I do it, and I do it better than the expectations I have for myself. So when I have a title, I always try to instill in other people that I'm here as a role model and that I am here to show others that anything is possible, no matter who you are, your background, none of that. Anything is possible, and when I give back to my community, I have a project called Every Bit Counts, where every other month I dedicate a a food drive, a toy drive, any type of drive to a certain charity, a certain event, a certain cause, and through that, I get to network and meet so many different kinds of people who come from so many different types of backgrounds, different parts of New Jersey, you know, different, you know, um different parts of society. So I'm able to share my story. I'm able to share the things that I do within the community. I'm able to share that with people. And then people see, oh my gosh, you know, she can do it. She did it all by herself. She was able to do it. And maybe I can do it too. So I love being able to give that push for other people. And you said you lost your mom at 16, 17 years old? Yeah, 17. 17. And I, I can't, I couldn't imagine... And you know this, I lost my mom, but I, you know, that was around the same 2016, but I was in my late 20s, early 30s, and that was hard. So, you know, how did, how did you find the courage to continue to move forward where I know most people probably would have shut down? What made you continue to just want to rise up? So for a period of time, I did shut down. Tried going back to school the week after my mom's funeral, and I sat through one class, and I left. I really, I tried to go back to school, but I could not handle sitting in class, coming straight from the previous week, you know, burying my mom. I was not able to do that, so I made the decision to take a semester off from school, to gather myself together. I needed that personal time to figure out what life is going to be like without my mom. 
So I needed to be able to collect my thoughts, to be able to soak in everything that happened in the past year. So I needed that time. And during that time, I was able to get very close to a woman in my life who I worked with since my very first pageant. And we were able to get very close. Her name is Fanny. She owns Fanny's Modeling Academy in Middlesex. And she is not only my modeling coach or my pageant coach. She has become a mentor, someone I look up to. And almost like almost like a second mom to me. Because she was able to sit there and listen to me and give me advice just as my mom would. And she was able to get me out of the depression I was in and she was able to get me in the right mindset to continue doing what I want. So I just had an amazing support system that really connected to me and that really enabled me to push past the block that I had in front of me and I was able to push past it and see the light at the end of the tunnel. If I'm hearing you correctly, without having a strong support system, it's very difficult to move past such a traumatic experience like the one you went through. Extremely, extremely hard because you feel like the whole world is just coming down on you. And then you have someone else there telling you that's like an outsider from your situation that is like observing your situation. They're able to tell you, listen, you know, you can do this. You know, I'm watching you and I've known you from the past and I know what you have inside of you and I know what you're capable of. So you can do this, this and this by, you know, doing such and such and such. So definitely having a support system was what enabled me to get past, you know, the grieving process with my mom and to get back on the road of being the woman that I meant to be. I love that. Shout out to Fanny for, for coming in. Yeah, and shout be- out to Fanny for <laughs> Fanny's Modeling Academy. Coming in and, and showing that support to such a young lady like yourself that has dreams and desires and ability. And I apologize for not knowing the entire heaviness that you were going through. Because I, I know you personally outside of this podcast, right? Yeah. And you come off as a strong woman. Like I always have to because I believe that I, you know... Being into pageants, I have an image to maintain. So I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm no one in this world is perfect. Everyone has their strengths and weaknesses, but I will always come off as strong because I know I am strong. Mm. Because no matter what I'm going through, if I feel like I need to break down because I've been holding so much in or I had the worst day of my life, I will always come off as strong because I know I am strong and that the sadness or the negativity is not going to take me over. So I use my strength to empower that. Something that you said on Instagram that definitely speaking to what you're saying right now, you said blossoming into a woman with more faith than fear. Yes. Okay. So elaborate a little bit more on that, on how faith is helping you overcome some of those circumstances. I would definitely um, say faith has really helped me overcome it because if I go back to, you know, September of 2017 and I, you know, think back about where I was in that state, Mm -hmm. I would not be here without the faith that I had because with the faith that I had, I was able, 
I was able to overcome everything that was coming on to me because at being only 17 and losing a mother is extremely young. And yeah. everything that I went through with watching her slowly not become the person who she was, it's extremely traumatizing. And I could have went down the hill you know, super bad, and I could have ended up in a very, very dark place. Yeah. But the faith that I had in God and the faith that I had in my own personal strength, I knew that I was able to overcome it because I have been through a lot in my life prior dealing with depression and anxiety, bullying in school. I I already had the strength, and I knew that inside of me, I was not going to let anything come in between me, my faith, and my strength. Mm -hmm. So I do not fear anything because I've already been through hell. Mm. Losing my mom was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me in my life. Mm. So I've already been through hell. So no matter what else happens throughout the rest of my life, I know that I can overcome it because I've already overcome the hardest roadblock ever. Listen, you are definitely a strong woman, and and again, you you glow wherever you go. Thank so you. That, I really appreciate it. Thank of course, you. of course. Just getting to know you over the years, I've seen you just grow as a young lady into a young woman, and uh, definitely doing your thing. And when you're, you know, being the spokesperson for, you know, New Jersey as a teenager, right? You're being a spokesperson in the beauty pageants. How do the other young ladies respond to you do they are they inspired by you or do they feel a little bit intimidated by you how do you kind of maneuver with that so it depends i do make a lot of appearances as royal international miss new jersey teen and when i make these appearances i always try to connect to the ladies who are younger than me as well as women who are older than me well into their 40s 50s 60s oh, wow. i connect with women of all ages so when they ask me about, you know, my platform or who I am, what do I represent? I always tell my story and I always tell them how I got here today. Mm -hmm. And their response is always so, um, how could I say it? it, very touching to me because it inspires them. And they view me as, you know, wow, this girl really overcame and look at where she is today yeah. and look at what she's still accomplishing today. So when I try to connect with these women, I always try to relate to them. And I'm mm -hmm. never some superior, you know, queen or anything. I'm just like a normal girl. So I will talk about normal daily things that's going on today, like within the culture and within society. And I always just try to connect and be the genuine, humble person that I am. I will never come across as someone who thinks that she's superior to other people because that's not how I am. And when it is within competition, that's the same thing. I never, I'm never the type to act intimidating towards other women because I'm not in competition with them. I'm in competition with myself. I'm okay. competing with myself who was at the last pageant. I'm not competing with the woman next to me. I'm not competing with the girl behind me. I'm competing within myself to bring out better than I was the last time. So when I'm around all these other women, it's always such good energy and it's always such great memories being made and always, always good vibes. Always. I love you. Listen, it's always about the vibes, right? Of course. It's the vibes, vibes right. always. Always, right? And so, <laughs> you know, my audience, are, they're young adults that go through tough circumstances and situations. And I think what you just said right there was very important, that you're not competing with anyone but yourself. 
Exactly. Right, the last version of yourself, right? Exactly. Whatever you said was best yesterday, now you're competing yeah. with that person today. Whatever you said yesterday needs to be better today. I love that. I'm gonna take that. I'm writing that down. And if you're listening, <laughs> you better write that down and make sure and make you sure. Heard you it here first. All right, Lexi, uh, giving you some jewels right now. And and you did say something else about, you know, helping not only the other ladies but also giving back to your community. And I did read something that was really really cool, and I, and I just wanted to share what I read on on Instagram. You said that. During Christmas Eve, you had the opportunity to deliver over 200 toys to 115 families in Middlesex County. The joy on the faces of these children was all I needed to make my heart feel full. I could have not done this successful December drive without the help of my community, family, of course, boyfriend, and Fanny uh, at Fanny Modeling Academy. How did you first get into Toy Drive, and what did that truly mean to you once you decided to go forward with your idea to do this? So originally, I was just doing drives just as a way to give back and do community service. But then I thought to myself, why don't I turn this into my own personal project for my platform? Okay. So I named it Every Bit Counts. Mm -hmm. And in November, I did a food drive in honor of Thanksgiving. Okay. And then December, you know, Christmas toys. So I always use... The power of social media social media is so important and that's how the word gets out facebook instagram snapchat twitter everything so that's how i would get the word out that i'm hosting a drive and for december that was my biggest drive yet that was my only that was only my third drive that i've hosted the first drive i hosted was in july and that was with my previous title and then once I captured the title of Royal International Miss, so far I've hosted two to two drives, mm -hmm. one fruit and one toy. So December was my biggest drive yet because I had the middle school in Middlesex Township. They donated toys. Oh, wow. Beachwood Heights Firehouse in Middlesex, they donated over 200 toys. Shout out. So they helped me with my drive and... I'm thankful for my community because they see that I'm a title holder trying to impact the community. Mm -hmm. So they put in their effort to help me. So with that, I am able to help the community because without them, I wouldn't be able to help as many people as I do. So I was fortunate enough to donate the toys to um, a shelter in New Brunswick. And, you know, over 115 families came oh, with wow. children that were you know infants up to 12 years old and oh, they wow. came and they were able to pick out toys and you know it was on christmas eve so on on christmas eve i was at the shelter and oh, wow. i was there with my boyfriend mm -hmm. and with the shelter staff and i was able to interact with these people and help them you know pick out the toys and talk to them and we ordered pizza and we had so much fun and I felt that that was so important to me because every year, you know, I was very fortunate enough to always receive gifts under the Christmas tree. Every Christmas, yeah. I would wake up and there'd be tons of gifts under the Christmas tree. And I was always so fortunate enough to be able to have that. So because of that, I feel that it is my responsibility almost to help others yeah. because I'm able to help others. And with my ability to help others, 
I need to act on it so that way I can actually make a difference in even just one person's life. I'm not saying I'm here to change the world and that because of me the world is all you know gonna be perfect all of a sudden, but just to be able to impact one person's life and for one child to be so happy that you know they were able to get toys on Christmas, that's what means most to me. When you're doing uh, an activity like that and you're impacting lives the way that you just did this, this previous Thanksgiving, this previous Christmas season, what do you say to someone that has an idea, they've been sitting on that idea for a long time, and they just, they don't know how to, to get it going. They don't know how to get it started. Because I think there's a ton of people out there that have creativity. There's a ton of people who have talents and ideas, but they just don't know how to start. What, what, what's, what's some of the advice that you would give them so that they can get some of their ideas into reality like you did? I would definitely say do your research because... Obviously, I did not just wake up one day and I'm like, oh, this is a shelter. You know, I have to do my research. I had to contact multiple shelters. Mm. I had to have Fanny call multiple shelters. And believe it or not, very few contacted me back because either they were busy, they were not interested. So it does take a lot of work and you really need to do your research. So I would definitely say, number one, do your research. Number two, always promote yourself on social media because mm. social media is definitely a way to get the word out of what your idea is, what you're doing, what you're promoting. So definitely have a good social media platform and you know, obviously you're not gonna come with 10K followers overnight. You really need to you need to build up your platform, so definitely work hard with having a social media platform because that's how people are going to know who you are. Okay. And then as well as always have more than one plan. You always need to have A, B, and C. You can never just have A. You need to have multiple backup plans. You know, you can never, you can't get stuck. And that's like what happens to a lot of people. They only have one plan, and then if that plan doesn't work, then everything just comes crashing down because yeah. they didn't have a plan B or a plan C. Yeah, they weren't thinking about what they would happen. They were thinking about if this goes wrong, what can I do to make it go right? You always need to have that you always need to have that mindset. If this goes wrong, what can I do to make it right? Like immediately. So always have a backup plan because that way if one time it goes wrong, you still have the second time or the third time and the fourth time. So always have the backup plan. And just because it doesn't work the first time doesn't mean that your idea or your concept, it doesn't mean that it's a complete failure. It just means you either need to try harder or you need to be more prepared. I love that. Listen, I, I just I wrote those notes down. I, <laughs> I want to make sure I'm, I'm prepared. I want to make sure whatever I'm going to do that I, I put my best foot forward and do the Definitely. research to get it done. And having a second plan not necessarily saying that it's plan b but you know putting yourself in position to receive and give value in so many different ways i think that's important and i know that you had a, a great experience just recently modeling and doing something in new york just recently right yes can you tell me about it so unfortunately i'm only five one and in the <laughs> modeling world that height doesn't really get you far with doing runway modeling okay because they want you to be 5'7 without heels, and I don't even make 5'7 with <laughs> heels. So I had the chance to be a spokesmodel. Okay. Which, uh, hold on, hold on. What's a spokesmodel? So a spokesmodel for New York Fashion Week is interviewing the designers in that particular event. So I had the chance to interview Michael Kaluva. Okay. And as well as Christopher Valiante. Excuse me. So I had the chance to interview them within the event, and I 
was able to connect with them on, you know, what they're coming out with next and, like, their next seasonal line and um, just where they plan on going in the future and how they even got started as a fashion designer. So I was able to interview them and get the word out that, you know, this is who they are and this is where they're going next. Now, how did you get that opportunity to do that from doing your, you know, beauty pageant work and then all of a sudden you're in New York Fashion Week? How did that even happen? So, thankful to Fanny's Modeling Academy. Shout out to Fanny. Uh, Fanny, yeah. I need to know. Listen, I need an agent. Okay, Fanny, I need an agent, and I think I need to talk to you since you're close. Let's make it happen. She was actually able to get me that job. Oh, wow. With one of the connections that she has because she's been doing this for so long. I mean, she's a young entrepreneur as well. She's only 26, and she's a Modeling Academy owner, and she has numerous connections within New York City and all of that within the pageant world. So she was able to get me to be a spokesmodel for New York Fashion Week. And I am super grateful for that because New York Fashion Week is such a big thing because New York is one of like the most important like fashion districts. Of course. So it was very it was a very good opportunity for me to see what it's like not only being a spokesmodel, but I was able to see how it's like to be a model there because I got to see the models backstage and I was able to see, you know, what they do and what they have to go through to produce a production on stage for New York Fashion Week. That is amazing that you had the experience just recently and you've done that almost in a three year time frame. Yeah. From being in high school, right? And yeah. and now nineteen years old, New York Fashion Week uh, representing New Jersey and all these different titles that you have. Do you think you could have made it this far without having support or the type of support you have? Definitely not. I could definitely say that because of the support that I have, it really enabled me to push myself to be become who I am today. Okay. And I mean, it also depends on who you are inside. If you're not determined, you can have all the support that you want. But if you're not determined inside, you're not going to get there. Facts. So you need to have the drive. I mean, day in and day out, I'm always pushing myself to do better, whether it be to perfect my walk, whether it be to, you know, advertise myself more on social media. In all aspects, I always try to push myself because this is a dream that I'm chasing and I don't plan on stopping. So I don't take a break. This is not just, you know, a little thing for me. This is my hustle and this is what I'm grinding for. And you need to have that ambition and you need to have that drive and you need to make it known that you have that drive because that way people see, oh, wow, you know, she's very determined and she's very passionate about what she does. I want her to be on my team. I want her to model for my line. I want to do a photo shoot with her. You need to make sure that you are determined. And if you're not determined about that one thing, that's not for you. Mm. You need to find something that when you wake up, you're like, I need to do this because this is this is what my life is going to revolve around. Let's go out. Listen, I'm ready to do something right now. I don't even know what it is. I'm going to do something. I'm motivated now. I'm inspired. It's, okay, so you have the ambition. You have the desire. Has anyone ever tried to put you down because of your age or put you down because of your lack of experience? Oh, of course. People are always trying to put themselves higher and try to say, oh, you're not good enough for this. Mm. Oh, you don't qualify for this. And the modeling industry is so hard because you can go to a casting and they can just look at you and say, nope, I don't want you because you're too big. Oh, I don't want you. You're too short. I don't want you because of this, this, and that. So 
even the modeling industry is almost, you know, it could tear some people down yeah. and in a very negative way. But you need to find that person that sees that spark in you and that sees your potential and that way you can be able to rise because the modeling and pageant industry is extremely competitive and you really need to work hard and you know it's not you can't just fly by and do the bare minimum you need to do you know your expectations plus more and you definitely have to always believe in yourself you can't rely on what other people think about you because it'll run you right down to the ground and you'll never be able to get past it so you need to believe in yourself and you need to know who you are inside and what you're able to deliver and that needs to be your drive to get past anyone that's trying to bring you down you kind of respond in a way where it's like okay if you don't think i'm for you and that's okay that's okay because i'm not going to be for everybody I dig that. Whether that be a designer, whether that be anyone in the world, anyone. It doesn't matter within the pageant world or just regular real life. Not everyone is going to like me and I'm not going to be for everyone. And that goes for everyone. You know, everyone's not going to like you and yeah. that's okay. Okay. And that you just need to be accepting of that because that's just how the world works. And if you become accepting of that and you don't let that run your life and let what other people say about you get to you that's how you'll become different and that's how you'll get farther because you're not going to be consumed by other people's negativity jealousy envy you have to get past that you need to know who you are inside i love that and you were talking about on social media where you said simplicity is the keynote of all true elegance i love that so that's a quote from Coco Chanel, okay. which I definitely love because you don't need to say a lot in order to be heard. Okay, hold on. Repeat that again. If you, Listen, are you listening? Wherever you are right now, turn this up. She's going to repeat it again. Don't miss what she just said. Come on, Lexi. You don't need to say a lot in order to be heard. Okay. You are just who you are and you project your authenticity and your trueness inside and that's enough you don't have to go and become this other person you know and be all extra or you know clout chasing oh yeah just because you think that's what other people want to see you just need to be genuine and you need to be authentic and that's enough to grasp another person's attention just being who you are and I believe that just being who you are is something so simple because this is who I am. This is who you are. Just be, just act on what you think is what you like. And I believe that that's how you can go far because you cannot just play and act for the rest of your life. No fake it till you make it type mentality. No. Yeah. You can't just act like this totally different person because either, number one, you're going to get caught up and then people are going to realize, oh, that person's not really like that. Yeah. Or it's just going to get old and you're going to have to find another persona to play for the next portion of your life. So you just need to be simple. You need to be you. And that is where you'll get recognized. And even that goes for pageantry because there's so many girls in pageantry who try so hard but they don't make it and they don't realize they're not making it because they're not being authentic. Mm. And that's what a lot of people, judges, 
directors, you know, different pageant companies, they look for authenticity. They want someone that's just on stage, being themselves, enjoying the skin that they're in. And other people think that they need to pretend to be someone that they're not in order to get where they want to be, but that's not how you're going to get there. What do you say to someone that is a, a little afraid to be, you know, who they are and afraid to show the world who they really are and have you ever had a conversation with a young lady that is in the industry that's that's a little afraid to truly show who she is oh of course um you know i still attend the modeling academy as a pro model and i see a lot of the beginner models and they are extremely shy because they think that they're not you know, they're not good enough or they're not up to par or that the way that they look while doing certain modeling walks and stuff like that, that it's like embarrassing because they feel like they're not pretty enough or that they, you know, are not good enough. So I would definitely say that I am around it a lot where girls are afraid to be who they truly are and express who they truly are because they're shy and they're afraid of what other people will think. And that goes on to like what I said before, you can't think about what other people think because there's always going to be someone who has something negative to say, but there's going to be a hundred more people that have something positive to say about you. That's who I want to talk to. The, the, the people who exactly. want to say positive things about exactly. me. And if you don't try to be yourself, and if you don't step out of that shell, you're never going to know your true potential mm. because you are the only one that's holding yourself back. Yeah. It doesn't matter what that one negative person has to say because there's a 100 positive people who have such good compliments to say. So you need to be able to get out of your shell and you need to be able to connect with yourself so that way you can see that potential that you have. Otherwise, you'll never discover it and you'll just be holding yourself back from all the opportunities. How do you deal with rejection then? Because it seems like you have a good sense of who you are, you're authentic. I mean, you can hear it through the audio right now. I know a lot of people right now are probably like, they're agreeing with you with everything you're saying. They're like, yes, girl, get it. Yes, girl, get it. How do you work with rejection? How do you maneuver through rejection? Because I think that's probably one of the most difficult things right now for people, especially young adults, where you have to keep your image up. You have to uh, keep up with what's going on in the current trends or you got to stay relevant in culture. There's so many things that are going on as a young adult. Adult, how do you deal with rejection and how can the audience, what, what, what wisdom can you give the audience that they can take on for their own daily life? I'm honestly not afraid of rejection because I am extremely confident in who I am and the abilities that I possess. Mm. So rejection is not a huge fear of mine because I was able to channel my, my inner strength and I was able to channel all the things that I have inside of me that I could bring to the table. And if someone doesn't see that, that's okay mm. because someone else will. And then that person will help build me up and bring them, you know, bring me on their team or recruit me or whatever the circumstance might be. You need to be confident within yourself so that way if rejection comes, it's not meant to be. Because whatever is meant to be for you will come to you no matter no matter what or no matter who else is in competition with you or whatever, whatever is meant to be for you will come and nothing will keep that away from you. 
So I always keep that in mind because if I get rejected from something or if I don't win something or whatever the case might be, I always keep in the back of my mind, it wasn't meant to be. And I will go to the next open door of opportunity. Because if I get rejected, that's not the end of the world. It's mm. not. Just because I don't win a pageant, that's not the end of the world. Mm. It really isn't. Because there'll be another opportunity that is either equal or greater. And I could take that on. And I can maybe succeed in that. Or if that door closes, another one's going to open. And that's always just how life works. You can't let the rejection get to you because that's almost like what people want sometimes is the rejection to get to you and then you don't do as well. Well, that's, a, that's interesting that you say that because when I think of the rejection part and, you say, and you're saying, okay, don't focus so much on rejection. Focus on there must be another opportunity opening up. There must be another door opening up. And which goes back to what you were saying before about preparation, preparing for the next opportunity. What question could someone ask themselves when they're, when they're dealing with rejection uh, to, to get them in the right mindset to move forward to that open door, that open opportunity? I could definitely say the first question I would ask myself would be, what can I bring to the table? What abilities do I have? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And what have I accomplished in the past that can make me stand out today? Mm. You don't have to be, you know, a big superstar to have anything that you've accomplished in the past. It could be you had, you know, honor roll or you had a 3.9 GPA graduating with your bachelor's. You know, what what did you accomplish that you are proud of? And then today, what can you bring to the table? What are your strengths? And as you list that out and you think to yourself, okay, I could do this. I'm really good at this. And you start getting in touch with yourself and thinking about all the positives that you have within yourself, that is what will get you into the mindset because with all the negativity and thinking, oh, I'm not good enough, mm -hmm. all that, that's how you get out of touch with yourself. Okay. You, need to, you need to reel that back in. You need to take a step back and you just need to think to yourself, what am I good at? And what are all the strengths that I have? And you just work on that work on having people see those strengths and improve within that but you definitely ask yourself what can i bring to the table what do i have within myself that could make me different from other people that positive reinforcement exactly it's words of affirmation exactly right I telling strongly, it to yourself definitely believe in that because positivity ultimately overcomes negativity and that's always how you need to look at the situation because if you dwell on the negativity that's what holds you back if you come and on a conclusion with positivity that's how you'll be able to move forward and make another plan so it's like if you're trying to catch a vibe that vibe could be negative or that vibe could be positive right D depending on what you're introducing to yourself exactly because there's people who are extremely negative within the world and you those are not people that you want to surround yourself with you need to surround yourself with people who uplift you and who also remind you about what of a great person you are. You can't have someone around you that's like, yeah, you did really bad and you're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> but you need to have that person next to you that's saying, you know what? You could have done better, but you need to keep going. So the next time, do better. Learn from your mistake and do better the next time. You need to always look at the bright side of the situation because if you look at the negative and dwell on that, that's how you're ultimately going to hold yourself back and not be able to move forward. Well, it wouldn't be right if I didn't talk for the men that listen to this podcast. So how do men who are 
date someone like yourself that's confident, knows who she is, going to go for it? How do men have to, I guess, prepare themselves when they have a very confident, um, intentional woman in their lives? What, what should they be looking out for? How should they prepare for that relationship? They definitely need to prepare for their relationship by being confident within themselves. They mm. can't be insecure because a woman's confidence can make that man insecure within himself and then that leads towards jealousy or you know being possessive because they're not confident within themselves mm. a man must be confident within himself and he also must be trusting because as being a confident woman i'm extremely confident and i love being able to express myself to other people and network and meet new people there definitely needs to be a trust and an understanding mm -hmm. about what the intentions are and about what, you know, the confidence and hustle, how that ties all together. So there definitely needs to be a mutual understanding as well as the male definitely needs to have confidence within himself to be able to handle another woman's confidence. So, man, yeah, yeah, listen, I did that for y'all. I asked that question for y'all. So make sure... You know, you putting that into your own preparation. If you have a confident woman, you want to boost her up by letting her know you're for her and that, and that support, right? Yeah, you definitely need the support. I'm extremely thankful to have a boyfriend that supports me in everything. He's an amazing pageant boyfriend. He <laughs> Does he know is, he has that title? Yes, he knows. <laughs> he definitely knows. That's how everyone recognizes him when at all my pageants. So he's definitely extremely supportive in me going out and networking and building my brand as a person, as a title holder, as a pageant girl, as a model. He trusts me as well as supports me in my hustle. And he has his own hustle, and I support him in that. So it's like a give and take. He uplifts me in my hustle, and I uplift him in his. So it's like a little team. It's like you're you're both on the go, right? Exactly. You're both doing exactly. your thing. So it's so it's important first to know who you are, be confident, mm -hmm. show that positive reinforcement to yourself, mm -hmm. and then number two, having a mutual support system with someone who's willing to support That's your grind. That's literally how you help your significant other and yourself prosper. You will prosper together, mm -hmm. and with having that you know, uplifting each other, supporting each other in each other's hustle. That's literally how you will prosper together. And I mean, I'm not saying everything in a relationship is perfect. My relationship is not perfect and nothing in the world is perfect, like I said before. So even when there is a challenge that comes in between you and your significant other, it's always it's always us against the challenge. It's never us against each other. Mm. So facts. I like that. That's where also the positive reinforcement comes in. Like, okay, how can we handle this situation? How can we effectively communicate through this? So that also comes with the positive reinforcement and with being able to uplift each other, you know, whether it be a struggle that comes like within the hustle that you have like if that something happens with my modeling or within my boyfriend's business, you need to be there and be you know, 10 times supportive than you were before when things were going good because they need it more than ever. And you need to help them see the positive reinforcement if they're not able to see it themselves in the moment. Yeah, because it's, it's difficult to kind of see the positive sometimes when you're going through the storm, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many times where I just want to be so negative, where I just want to give up, throw in the towel, where I'm like, I'm done, I'm not doing this anymore. But I have my boyfriend there telling me, you know, you are an amazing person. Look at all the lives you've impacted and mm. look at how far you've come. You're not stopping now. Mm. You could stop for tonight, but tomorrow <laughs> you're going to wake up and start all over again. Yeah. So it's definitely important to have a really good 
um, a really good person in your life that could help you to that could help you to realize all the good that you have right inside of you can't do it alone no, no. regardless of how how much success you're looking for the desires you have for your heart it's going to be very difficult to do a solo of course right definitely. so it's like okay you know i'm young i'm doing my thing um, I know what I want to do. I'm making good money for myself. I got the, the things I've, I've always wanted. But without that, that person supporting you right next to you when you're having your down days and, and celebrating you when you have those great days, it's exactly. not, it doesn't really matter as much, right? No. I love that. I need to celebrate more. Definitely. <laughs> Any little thing, celebrate it. Yeah. It's important. Definitely. So we, we're going to celebrate, too, after this after this podcast as well. I'm so proud of you Thank to you. see how much Thank work you've you. put in and uh, to know that you have somebody supporting you in your life. And uh, Paget Boyfriend, I'm, I'm going to put that title down now. Yes. Now I know it, I didn't know that was a title. So I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to see uh, how many Paget Boyfriends are out there <laughs> representing uh, their lady. You know, if you could say, I guess, one final thought to all the people that are listening, especially the, the young adults, um, the women and men that are listening to this podcast that are passionately trying to find who they are. You know, what's the, the one or two pieces of advice that you can give them that they can take with them no matter where they go? I would always, I would always want someone to say, um, definitely remember who you are. Never conform to another, what another person wants you to be. Because there will be people who will try to shape you into their image of how you should be. Mm. Always remember who you are because... There's only one of you, there's only one of me, and nobody else could take that place. That is my power that I have in the world because no one else is like me. So I would always want to tell someone, remember who you are and just remember all the good that you have in your life and always remember your dreams because being a young adult with school, working, internships, trying to manage a social life, family, when all of that craziness, always take a step back and always remember what you are passionate about, who you are, and what you have to bring to the table. Never let what's happening in the outside world affect who you are on the inside. You always need to just remember, 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 remember who you are, what your values are, what you stand for. Just remember that and always act upon that and never let someone else try to change who you are. There's a way that uh, the audience, if they want to know more about how they can do that, is how can they reach out to you? What, what are the platforms that you're on and how can they connect, stay connected with you? So my Instagram is my name, Alexis Bucellato, A-L-E-X-I-S-B-U-C-C-E-L-L-A-T-O. My page is public, so feel free to message me with any questions or Whatever the case may be, please feel free to message me. I'm always here to talk. And I'm also on Facebook as Lexi Marie Bucellato. And if you follow me on both of those, you'll be able to stay up to date with my reign, with different things going on with my project, Every Bit Counts, as well as all my different appearances that I'll be making and motivational little captions and quotes that I'll post. So definitely follow me on Instagram so you can stay up to date on everything that I'm doing. And always feel free to message me with any questions or in you're in need of advice. Well, I want to thank you so much for, for just spending some time with us, letting us know your story. I, I truly appreciate it. I think it's amazing. I learned a lot about you. I thought I knew a lot about you, but I'm like, dang, I didn't know all this. You, you're doing it. And uh, I got I to gotta get on my game. I got I to gotta step my, my game up because uh, there's levels to this. 
Definitely. And I'm seeing it. And so I want to thank you for coming by and just blessing us with your wisdom and your and your your glow. Like I said, you are glowing right now. And, and uh, and hopefully um, there's there's many more blessings that are opening for you as we speak. And so thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I really appreciate you having me to share my story. Of course, of course. And uh, we'll have you we'll have you come back when you do some more things out there. And maybe we can uh, we can probably do a live po- podcast of you doing one of your um, your activities, you know, Definitely. giving back to the community and toy drives, food drive. We'll try to figure out what we can do to, to stay connected with you. Stay tuned, guys. More projects coming your way. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow Lexi on her on her Instagram. Uh, connect with her through Facebook. I am truly, truly appreciative of all of the the new listeners that are listening to this right now. And of course, the loyal listeners from before. I appreciate you. Remember, stay on the go. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chris Ward Jr. And I want to just thank you so much for tuning into this current episode. Hopefully you were able to add something to your day by listening to this podcast. And one of the best ways to help me out is by sharing this podcast with people that you know would benefit from it. I'm truly, truly appreciative of that. Another thing you can do is just reach out to me because if there's any topics or ideas that you're thinking of that you would like for me to talk about and maybe possibly get on the podcast, reach out to me at Chris Ward Jr. on Twitter or Instagram, or you can reach me through the Anchor app. Check you guys later. Peace, love.